welcome to Let Me Know How It Is, a pop culture podcast about animation, TV, movies, comics, and all things geek. Today, we're talking animation creator wishlist. I'm Zach Slater. And I'm Clifton. So, um, this one's pretty much just like the comic book creator wishlist that we did uh, a couple of weeks back. We're just looking at some of our favorite like creators of animation and, and picking out like a property that we would like to see them work on. This idea kind of came to me uh, a little different for me on this side that, that I'm not so much thinking like writer centric for this. I don't know about you, Clifton. Right, um, right. I thought I, I approached this one a lot more from like a designer aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Design right? and style. Yeah. And like the visuals uh, uh, things like that's really like kind of what I'm like itching to see, like, like this designer on this project and on that project. But it kind of like I got the idea from this when um. Last year, Cartoon Network put out, like, an anime intro to Craig of the Creek. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Which was really, really cool. I remember seeing that one, yeah. And that just sort of, like, got me going, like, oh, man, that'd be kind of neat to have, like, like different styles of all these other, like, like shows and properties and stuff like that. So, um, right. we're keeping it kind of loose. Right, right. And it is just the two of us today. It is just the two of us. That's right. Two episodes ago, there were four of us with the guest of Vahan. Last episode, <laughs> there were three of us. This week, too, next episode, I guess, is a monologue. Yep. But uh, You're going solo next one. I don't know which one it's going to be. Like Highlander, there can be only one. <laughs> so who's going to win the quickening on this one? I don't know. But be ready. So um, let me kick it off. So I'm going to go with, let me, let me see what I got to surprise you with, maybe. Hmm. I'm going to, well, no, you know what? I'm going to go with one that we've talked about a bunch. You want to know what style I want to see? I want to see the Batman Brave and the Bold style. Okay. Done top to bottom for a Superman DC Comics <laughs> Presents show. Right, right. right? Yeah, so like <laughs> Superman DC Comics Presents was what was running in DC Comics around the time of the Batman Brave and the Bold comic, where it was Batman Brave and the Bold was the Batman team up, right? Kind of like Marvel team up with Spider-Man, but with Batman and Guess that the show was based on. Yeah. So DC comics presents was the seventies Superman version of it where, yeah, like it would be fun. Like yeah. seeing just Superman each week with, with a, a very, I mean, I, I picture kind of silver agey, especially with that style yeah. of brave and the bold, like go big, go big and go fun mm -hmm. uh, with that. And in, in the Superman family side of things. Uh, yeah, no, that would be cool. The only thing that's kind of terrible about it is Batman, the Brave and the Bold is a good title for animation and DC Comics Presents. Yeah, it's a little bland. doesn't quite work. Yeah. yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't quite tell you what you're getting. You know? Yeah. Especially back at the time when we had like DC Nation and everything was just putting like DC something in front of it. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, it needs a little more punch. This would have been great to do a couple of years ago too because I would have, uh, listen, if, if anybody cared what I thought, <laughs> I would I would say it is a requirement that you need to get Muhammad Ali. Oh yeah. <laughs> right? For a right. guest star, for a guest spot for like one of the teasers or a full episode, whatever you want to do. But I'm like, totally. you guys gotta do Superman versus Muhammad Ali. Right. That's gotta be in there. <laughs> yeah. Has to be. Quintessential Superman crossover. Yeah. So that's one of mine. And we've talked about that one. You know, that that doesn't surprise you, I'm sure, to hear. You know, nah, we, yeah, we've been saying that one kind of uh, amongst ourselves right. offline for years and years and years. Yeah, like that was a wish list when Brave and the Bold was still on the air. 
Yeah. Like, I want to see like the Superman version of this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see. You got any? I mean, I got like, again, it's kind of like, like your Craig and the Craig of the Creek thing where like, you just saw it in a different style and we we're like, and it opened your eyes up to being like, Oh, like it would be fun to see this thing I thought was like this, but in that style. And I mean, it's something similar is like, I'm a big fan of Titmouse and that's like, I'll bring up Titmouse animation studio a lot, uh, probably through this because they are very versatile at a lot of different styles. They produce venture brothers. They produce, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a ton of stuff that I'll bring up. What was it? Mega produce venture brothers. Also, I think like when the show was like at its most gorgeous. Yeah, the the latter seasons. Yeah. They picked it up from from somewhere else. Um I forget who did it originally. I can't remember the studio. But yeah, they picked it up in the latter seasons and it only got better looking when Titmouse had it. And the thing I was a fan of is their um shorts they did for Disney Channel a few years ago that were the Star Wars Galaxies of Adventure or Galaxy of Adventure. Oh yeah. That were Titmouse Studio produced. These things are gorgeous. They just took like famous known scenes from Star Wars and rendered them in a different, like an animated style, but like a stylized animated style. And it wasn't quite like, it's not anime because it's not that, but it's, it's got, you know, like, like taste of like Samurai Jack type, Mm. like color, like color theory, color palettes. And they were just so good. Like, I love those Star Wars Galaxy of Adventure. I want to see more stuff in that style because they haven't done that style much apart right. from those shorts. I'm sure that, I mean, I don't think it's an easy style exactly to do, which is probably why they've only done it for that. But I want to see that style, something else. I don't know yet what. That's one of the things I'm stuck on. Where I'm they, just like, um, those were really, really great. Yeah, I remember when you turned me on to those and they would, but mm. they would like also like kind of like extrapolate on a scene too. Right. It wasn't just like a literal, like animated version. Like they would kind of like give you a a more, a bigger version of it or a different take on it. Like, like Luke fighting the Wampa, for example, or something like they would add more poses to it. Yeah. Right. Like it would be, it it would be a little bit, a little bit longer than like after he frees himself from like hanging upside down in the cave Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It'd be a little bit longer of a sequence. Yeah. Yeah, Those are beautiful. They, you know, they should, they, they should get a star Wars visions. Yeah. Yeah. Then Visions is opening up because I mean the first season was the Japanese animation studios and then second season of Visions had a lot of European studios. So mm-hmm. they are kind of opening up Visions, uh, which is cool. Like I just I like to see that too. I I'm actually quite a big fan of Star Wars Visions as well just yeah. for the same reasons. I like seeing again Star Wars like through a different through a different lens, through a very different lens sometimes. Yeah, it's been a great show. I have not checked out season two yet, but I really, really love the first one mm, uh, a yeah. lot. Really great stuff. I think, let me see here. He's kind of tricky to bring up because I think he he himself kind of has different styles. But Phil Barassa, who a lot of people would know uh, as like the Young Justice designer. Right. Um, but I'm going to go with more of his. It's a subtle variation, but more of like his like DC animated movies. He had, uh, when they did sort of like the New 52, like shared universe stuff, right, he right. designed a lot of those too. And, and the perspective is just a little bit different than Young Justice. Like the, like the proportions are a little bit more exaggerated. It's a little bit more of like an anime sensibility, like just slightly, ever so slightly, with right. like some of the way the faces are drawn and everything. So I would like to see that movie style 
done with like Transformers Generation 1. Okay. I don't know why. Also, because I think, like, I just think, like, drawing, like, all the military guys would just look kind of, like, like big and scary. Like, the way right, that right. he drew, like, like Batman and Superman there. But I, yeah. I have a feeling that, like, him drawing, like, Megatron <laughs> would look really cool. Yeah. No, I'm trying to picture it. I'm starting to picture because I haven't seen, like, too many robot-ish characters from him. But, like, there's some. There's certainly some in Young Justice. We get Cyborg. But yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Megatron would be a good one. Yeah, like he's because his characters have like angles to them. Even like his people characters have like mm-hmm. angles to them. Like like they work the angle. He works the angles in the line work really well on that. Yeah, that would be fun to see. I'd like to see his Transformers be something different for yeah. sure. No, that'd be that would be my requirement. It's got to be Generation One when the when the robots looked sleek, right, and not and not like Michael Bay. Like, yeah, not him drawing like the scrap metal heaps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like something kind of minimal. Yeah, minimal line work. Ugh, yeah, I, I I can't imagine what it would be like to have to animate the Michael Bay style. <laughs> <laughs> I have so yeah, so I got him for that, but I also have so a lot of mine are kind of geared towards like what's the opposite of what the show looked like initially. Right. And so I got a, I got a turtles one now. Right. Okay. Now we've got a lot of versions of turtles out, right? We got the eighties version and then we got the CGI version. And then the new one, the newer one, uh, not the movie, but the rise of teenage mutant Ninja turtles on Nickelodeon, which was like really like thick line animation. Yeah. Very cartoony. Yeah. Very cartoony, uh, bombastic action. I mean, that was, that was the, the, the difference, but it had kind of like, uh, Not not quite like so sketchy looking, but almost like a Powerpuff and and um, right and uh, and a Dexter feel to like that like that like uh, you know late nineties early two hundred early two thousands like Cartoon Network style really really thick line. So I'm thinking like so what's a style of animation that we haven't gotten with Turtles? And my feeling is now I would like to see it done sort of like with the Voltron Legendary Defender style. Okay. Right? Like I like let's do that American anime. Right. Kind of kind of influence, right? Where I think just try and like make it look not hyper realistic, but give it that that anime style to it where like all the people look uh um normal proportions and not super <laughs> cartoony. Right. Right? Cuz right. I think the mutants would be terrifying. <laughs> through some of them right like i'm thinking like baxter stockman fly yeah in like an anime style would be horrifying yeah it would be like some interesting contrast where yeah you're trying to see him in a more realistic light (laughs) in the world and there's like in the voltron there's definitely a sleekness there was a sleekness to uh voltron legendary defender style which um it was who are the directors on that joaquin de santos so that was joaquin de santos yeah. Or Montgomery. Yeah. And Ryu. Ryu, yep. All alumni from Avatar The Last Airbender or Legend of Korra or both. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fun to see just the the mutants compared to them, compared to like the normal everyday people. But I'd love to see what those what they came up with for the mutants too. Like especially after seeing Mutant Mayhem and yeah. be like, oh yeah, like you can throw anything in there. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I want to see the environment too and everything. Cause that's what I like. I mean, like those guys all worked on, like you said, like legend of Korra and everything, but like, but it's not really that style either. Like they kind of punched it up even more anime influence. Right. Cause right. Cause I mean, they were, that's what the Voltron original source was. material. Right. Yeah. yeah. The original source material was, was anime. Yep. Yeah. And that's, um, I think about that show a lot from a story perspective. Cause I was like, it was, I was so not ready to enjoy Voltron as much as I did, but as much as I think story-wise and stuff like that, which I mean, it is really, really good. Like top to bottom. It's, I mean, it's a beautiful looking show. It's a really, really cool, cool show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's only on a few years ago and like it got, I mean, it got had following, but I feel like it was kind of forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's just so much. I think everything gets kind of forgotten fast, unfortunately, these days. You got any others? Again, it's just like, it's just people that want to see work on stuff. And mm-hmm. I don't actually have in mind what I want them to work on. Because going from, like I mentioned, Tip Mouse before, like their gorgeous work on the Star Wars Galaxy of Adventures. One of my favorite shows, it was one of my favorite animated shows from, I guess, 2010 to 2012 was Motor City. Yeah. Also produced by Titmouse. That one was created by Titmouse's CEO, uh Chris Franowski, or Chris P as as he goes by. But one of the lead designers originally on in development was Robert Valley, who has been um animator, uh Oscar nominated animator for animated short uh Parasider and Cigarettes a few years mm-hmm. back but is a, a designer who goes back a while in the yeah. business now. And one of the things that first brought him to my attention was the, besides motor city was the DC nation short for wonder woman, the series of like three shorts that he did. Yeah. Which were like, I mean, they're so hard to explain what they are. You can find them on YouTube. <laughs> I hope still, I hope yeah. they're still on YouTube in, in high definition still, unless you know, Warner brothers has taken even more stuff down that we don't know about. Right. Which is right. always possible. It yeah. is. It is yeah. always. Possible. We'll put them up if we find them. Yeah, we'll sure. try to find them. Were the DC Nation Wonder Woman shorts, where it's like a '70s car chase with Wonder Woman in a convertible and yeah. like Giganta and on a beach. It's it's hard to explain, but it's gorgeous, gorgeous. Yeah. Several minutes. Very blocky. I remember, yeah. and yeah. like, and uh, and like really moody. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and is his is um. Is very angular designs, very tall, skinny character designs. Mm. <laughs> That's his style. Because the one thing, like Motor City, you can kind of see it, but that went through a lot of different filters. Um, not just his style, but the one where you do see it more is Tron Uprising. Those characters do look like his, like his, his style. But like I love his stuff. I love uh, Robert Valley stuff. And what's funny is at least a few years ago, he was still animating entirely in Adobe Photoshop. Jeez, that's nuts. Which, yeah, like anybody <laughs> who knows anything about Photoshop is probably thinking like, how? Right. And it's a valid question. And he said like everyone, you know, he's older. He's He's been in the business a while and that's how he's been doing it. But uh, at least up until a few years ago, I don't know if anything's changed in his process, you know, in the last few years, but he would say that, you know, people would come up to him and be like, you know, you can use like what was flash, what became Adobe animate or um, I'm trying to think of what the other, what tune boom or some of the other, like, you know, animation 
softwares of that. And he's like, no, he's like, this is like, I do it. This is what I know. This is what I'm doing. I'm not learning anything new. <laughs> right. Right. And then we'll show you like the most arcane way to animate anything ever in Photoshop. <laughs> Cause I did watch some like tutorials that he's done. It's crazy. I can't believe like everything he's done in it. It's insane. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just thinking of his, like, I love Tron, uh, uprising, which I, I think is still on Disney plus. I don't think they've taken that away yet because they also are taking everything away. But, uh, Tron Uprising's there. Motor City was great. I'd like to see him do something more cyberpunk. Cause I think like for some reason those like those his designs, like the angles, like the the dimensions of proportions, like it just reads sci-fi to me and, and right. reads cyberpunk to me. So like I mean something Blade Runner. Yeah. World of Blade Runner would be awesome. That would be really cool. But yeah, just pretty much anything cyberpunk. I'd love to see through his through his lens, through his through his pencil. Yeah, he would fit Blade Runner like a glove. He really yeah. would. Yeah. Yeah. Any any William Gibson adaptation. I don't know. Anything cyberpunk. So the one that I kind of caught recently that I fell in love with, um which I brought up is Cuphead. Right, yeah, the Cuphead show. I was, I was wondering if Cuphead would would come up. Oh yeah, it's gonna come up too. And so, yeah. um, the designer on Cuphead, he was also Gendy's designer on Unicorn Warriors Eternal. Okay, right, yeah. Uh, which so, I mean, yeah, I guess I think we talked about that a little in our Warriors Eternal Unicorn Warriors Eternal episode, but you can kind of see it. Yeah, yeah, you can just kind of see it a little. Stephen Stephen De Stefano. Who he's okay. worked with Gendy in the past, but I think Unicorn right. was his first time as as lead designer, mm-hmm. right? And and we talked about it like in our Unicorn uh, review that like that there's something kind of like old timey about it, right. like yeah, like yeah. old school about it. And then and then and then if you watch Cuphead, it's like it's even more done. I mean, like that's intentionally right. made like to look like a late 30s, early 40s cartoon, and they succeed right. like a rubber hose yeah. animation. Yeah, they succeed beautifully doing right. that like way more than you would than you would expect so so my um property for this that i would like to see in that style in that cuphead like old flashery mgm style is freakazoid uh right <laughs> let's go ahead and just turn freakazoid into like a, into like a that style character right <laughs> right like take Freakazoid like through Animaniacs and further beyond them into yeah. like thirties animation, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I I don't quite know what to do with the story with it. Like I'm right. inclined to just say let's just like keep the origin exactly the same. Just make yeah. it look like it's in the thirties. <laughs> <laughs> Get sucked into the right? internet, but it's yeah. like, yeah. Through like the old like phone that you hold up in two pieces. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Or you could do it a period <laughs> that's right, or he gets sucked into right. the radio. Yeah, <laughs> and it's Freakazoid as 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 the shadow, right? Right, yeah. That's my look. Yeah, I thought I thought that would be really really cool. I still not watched much of Cuphead, but I mean the video game was mind blowing at the time it came out, and that's the thing. Like the, it was such an achievement on its own that I'm happy that the animation was able to, like, live up to it because, because the video game is all like rubber hose animation and looks I mean, so so good and came out of nowhere no one was expecting anything like that in a in a video game whenever it came out 
that yeah it's really cool that like it it came from animation to video game and that they were able to pay honor to it all back in animation and make it something on its own there too is really cool to me i mean i i don't say this with an ounce of hubris honestly i think i think to somebody who who wouldn't know i think that show could trick people into thinking thinking they're watching an old-timey cartoon i really just put like some 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 film scratches and dust on it right (laughs) (laughs) right yeah they'll think they're they're watching a nickelodeon on the boardwalk so and the other one that I had going back to Phil Barassa now, this is the one that I would like Phil Barassa in the Young Justice style. Okay. Right? And this one I want Batman Beyond. Mm, and this is just okay. a backdoor way of saying I want <laughs> Batman Beyond to show up on Young Justice. Yeah, I can't believe we never gotten it. I can't right? believe I can't believe it's one we I think predicted decades ago when that show started, because it's been more than a decade now. Yeah. Young Justice started. Yeah. When we made a list of like all the teen heroes, you and I one night mm-hmm. watching, because we were like, who's going to show up on it? And so we made a list of like all eligible teen heroes. And I thought, I thought we were getting close to it yeah. at one point, like in season two. Because if you remember, like in season two, there's all that stuff with, with Impulse. Right. Where he's coming and they adjusted his story where Impulse isn't quite isn't from quite so far in the future that he is in the comics in the in the show he's only from like 40 years in, in the future right and i remember yeah. and we were like speculating that's like batman beyond time right right like you get like a justice league beyond going or like yeah. a young justice beyond going yeah so i mean i mean but you would kill to see that too i'm sure right oh yeah royal flush oh, gang yeah. in that style <laughs> right right yeah no i'd love to see that stuff such a huge Batman Beyond fan. Yeah, no. Awesome show. I think that'd be so fun. So I think that's the last Phil Barassa for me. But. <laughs> so but he's far. versatile. I mean, he, yeah. he's got he's got some range for sure. Yeah. I remember wasn't there like a like a trend a few years ago where people would draw like characters like Phil Barassa, where you'd have like other artists like emulating his style to be like this is what this character would look like on Young Justice. Yeah. There was a yeah. lot of um a lot of Spider-Man designs. Right. I saw like that because I thought, I guess, I guess the connection that people were making was, was Weissman and Vietti on Spectacular Spider-Man. Right. Right. Uh, or Weissman on Spectacular Weissman, Spider-Man, yeah. not Vietti, but right. Phil Barassa and Weissman on Young Justice. And they were like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if he worked on that show? <laughs> right. Um, I guess that that's what I assume it is in my head. Yeah. But I love the look of Spectacular Spider-Man. Cheeks is the best. I love Cheeks. Yeah. What show you got for Cheeks? Sean Galloway. Um, I have uh, Johnny Quest. Oh, that would be good for Sean Galloway. Yeah, this is. I wish, I wish I had these to scan and put up. Um, when I met Sean Galloway at conventions, the head sketches I was getting from him, I got a series of them where I had him do the Johnny Quest cast for me. Oh, I forgot about that. Right, and and the trouble is, is that like. Two of them are like in art books that he bought, and then the other three are like on paper. Right. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't have them all together in a way where like I can frame them and put them all up together. That's that's one my my one uh regret about the whole thing. But I remember that second batch I got him I got done from him was the Doctor Quest one. Okay. And I, I think like you were over my shoulder, I remember, but like we were watching him do this. 
Yeah. And yeah, and we yeah. were both like, this is look, this looks really good, doesn't it? This looks amazing. <laughs> I remember at the end of it, he was like, Hey, do you mind if I take a picture? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So I wish I had co- I wish I had scans of them to put up, but I don't, unfortunately. But right. yeah, I mean he did so he did oh, the whole yeah. cast for me and, and like his Doctor Quest looked amazing. Haji yeah. looked amazing. Bandit looked amazing. Yeah, the bandit, that's the one I was gonna remember. I just remember watching him draw bandit. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's so it's totally bandit. You should get pictures of those, yeah. I should. Yeah. You should get a picture of the series. Or at least a picture of the ones in the book and scan the others. Yeah, that was a good you you got one for him? For Cheeks? Hmm. I don't know, but I've been watching him do his Saturday morning series on Instagram. Mm. Where it's it's like a giant art piece filled with like all the eighties characters. Yeah. <laughs> and uh you think he's still adding to it. Uh, Cause I did just see an Alvin and um Alvin and Brittany from Chipmunks uh got added to it. I'm trying to think. I mean any of anything like that. Like again, Johnny Quest falls into that for me. Yeah. Um he's tackled like everything in that series though. I remember like Yeah. There were like like a Silverhawks drawing like came into my feet oh, at one yeah, point. I remember Silver, like he did the Silverhawks. I'm like, yeah. man, that looks really good too. <laughs> yeah, it would certainly take his Silverhawks because yeah. again, that's a franchise I can't believe hasn't ever resurfaced that I know of, unless I completely missed it. Right. Because we've gotten Thundercats several iterations yeah. now, none quite successful um, mm-hmm. after the first one for different reasons, but. Uh, yeah, Silverhawks, they've never touched yet. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see a Silverhawks. He did in that piece, he did a, a Rubik's The Amazing Cube. Yeah, he did. Which, is, <laughs> which, which this isn't the first time that show has come up on our show because yeah. we brought that up in the like, how did this get made animation edition episode where it was uh, things we couldn't believe actually existed. But I'd watch a Cheeks, I'd watch a Cheeks designed Rubik's The Amazing Cube. Yeah. You know, he'd be really good, too, with... He'd be really good on X-Men. Yeah, he would. He for sure would. Because I've seen a bunch of his, too, where, like, you know, he's he's done, like, pinups every once in a while. Like, like I saw his Havoc. Right. His Havoc looked amazing. And, it like, so every once in a while, you kind of catch glimpses of... of I, I would just want to see him do, like, the whole team. Yeah. You know? A few years ago, this is going back maybe five, six years. I can't remember exactly. Maybe a little more. But there was the Disney Infinity, like collectible figure series it was like a interactive game where you'd get figures that would get you stuff in a video game world and so you'd buy like these figures to unlock uh this stuff in this game like digital game it was kind of like nintendo amiibos i guess but for disney and there were a bunch that were coming out for marvel characters like hulk hawkeye cap Mm. And I kept looking at these figures being like, man, this, this reminds me of something. Is this cheeks? Like, this looks like cheeks, mm-hmm. not entirely. Cause they would go through like multiple, like they'd have to stay on brand more so than any, you know, single artist. But like, there was just enough that I right. was like, this, this body is cheeks. Like this is a cheeks proportioned <laughs> design. Yeah. And then eventually like they, they wrapped up, they killed the, the Disney infinities thing, whatever it was. Um, they killed it. And then he he posted some stuff from it, and I was like, I knew it, I knew it was him the whole time. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember those. So, if you want to see some of those figures, like they look great too. Even they got just enough cheeks to still be cool. I wanted to buy a bunch of those. Just I, like yeah. didn't play the game at all. Just wanted to buy a bunch mm-hmm. of them just to have on my desk. 
Right. You know, <laughs> no, they're great looking figures. Yeah. And yeah. He was, he was a, des- a designer. So I'd imagine like an X-Men in, in, in a similar design to that, just through completely his own filter. Yeah. His own lens, his own pencil. It'd be awesome. Let me see. So I, th- I think I'm a little ahead of you on this one now, even, but you told me about the show Kipo. Yeah. You are ahead of me now. I fell behind Kipo on, on Netflix, which I love. It's a special show. It's a really, really special show. It's, it's unfortunate that I think still not a lot of people know about it, but, uh, it's another like beautiful, um, like American anime ish influence right. kind of style, but a little cartoonier. Right. Than- not exactly like the action anime, but kind of like, like a uh, slice of life ish anime, like magical realism anime, yeah. that side of things. Yeah, really, really great looking show. So the one that I want for this, and this is a radical departure from what it looked like originally. Uh, Doug. <laughs> I want it Doug would, in the Kipo style. It would be good. <laughs> Patty Mayonnaise, that's yeah. all right. That's I just want to see how, like, how they would look. Uh, uh, cartoony in a different, in, from a, in a different filter. Right? right. But yeah, keep it all the same. Uh, Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I bring that show up from time to time too. That's kind of like an important show for me as a kid. Cause right. like, cause that was, that was like the first time I saw me on a show before <laughs> I was like, Oh, like he's all into the same stuff I'm into. Like he's in the right. superheroes and he likes, you know, James Bond and, and, um, you know, and he was like, like neurotically, uh, uh, insecure about things. <laughs> <laughs> and did you, know, you too also always wear a sweater vest with khaki shorts? I did all the time. And, <laughs> but yeah, no, I like, that's another one too, that I wish, um, I am watching the Disney ones for the first time, you know, after, cause they picked it up after, after Nickelodeon did it for four seasons. Mm-hmm. So I am watching that on Disney plus, um, right. while I can, <laughs> before that gets pulled down while it's there. Yeah. Now that would be a fun one too. And music, music, so like just in the overall like scope of Kipo production, not just visual style, the sound is as important to me in Kipo as as visuals. I think it just marries like the music, the sound, the characters, the backgrounds, everything about. Is music big in Doug? I cannot remember. It it is, but (laughs) like in a different way. Okay. So the thing about Doug, it's almost like it's almost like Ferris Bueller in a way where like, it's not a whole lot of actual music. It's a lot mm-hmm. of like, you know, if you remember the theme song was like, dude, 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 right. It's oh, just yeah. like that. Yeah. It's, it's a right. lot of, uh, uh, riffs, a lot of musical riffs. Yeah. It's a lot of, it's a lot of like a guy on a mic going like, like, <laughs> you know, like mixed in with the actual music there. So I, again, like, how do you do that? Cause I agree with you. Kipo's music is, Right. Like really incredible, really, really like a standout. I mean, you know, uh, for our cartoon junkies out there, it's like, I put it like just below the Phineas and Ferb music people, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. I think that'd be a fun one. And then the other one for me too, I got like, we got to have Bruce Tim on the list. Right. And my yeah. Bruce Tim, um, is I, I just like, I want him to do Marvel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I've seen him do the DC universe, like in its entirety, practically. <laughs> um, with, 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 I mean, really with like, it, with the few exceptions of a couple of characters, 
but you know, I mean, you can find his Marvel drawings out there from time to time, right? You can find, yeah. like, you know, like it's Thor and Daredevil and and you know, Fantastic Four especially and stuff like that, and it's beautiful, it's awesome, and so that's what I would like to do. I mean, if I can't have him do his own show, his own original idea, I'm right. like. Disney, snatch him up. Like, let him do some Marvel stuff for once, you know? Right. Yeah, it's crazy that, like, all the Marvel stuff we've seen, because he's drawn a lot, especially, like, you know, the Silver Age stuff that influenced him initially. Um, Big Jack Kirby fan, so you'll see a lot of Jack Kirby uh, tributes in his stuff. It's crazy that it's all fan art. Like, it's all essentially fan art, because he hasn't, he's done so little for Marvel. Like, actual professional work for marvel over the years yeah and like he clearly loves marvel like he like he's a jack kirby guy Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's really quite startling uh to me that it's like how's it not been done right at this point you know i understand like he's been like busy making movies for all this time and everything but i mean but he you know he started to slow down a little bit yeah you know he's not quite producing like all of these movies back to back like he was and so it's you know, it seems to me like he could probably be lured away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but you know, I, I, I got to assume that like that he would get jazzed about that. Yeah. Or he should do a reboot of Cadillacs and dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> you got to, I, I just, I wanted to bring up cause nobody, no, nobody ever talks about Cadillacs. Nobody and ever dinosaurs. does. No, no, no. <laughs> what was it? Uh, it was, I think it was a comic. I think it was the comic. I think that Cadillacs and Dinosaurs is the animated adaptation of the like, you know, eighties, nineties indie comic Xenozoic tales. If I remember right, I will have to like fact check myself on this. I don't remember much about it. I just remember it was like, you know, people in cars chasing dinosaurs and I loved it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it was an animated series. I think in like the nineties, right? Did you ever watch it? I feel like it was never, on Fox. And that was like your it, no. that was like your proving ground. Like that was your home turf. That was, for yeah. Fox was my stomping ground for for yeah. a while. Oh, I shouldn't say that. But <laughs> Fox Kids in the 90s, Fox the, anima- Kids animation. the animation block. <laughs> <laughs> right. But anyway, like I would love seeing Bruce Tim drawing like cars and and people in dinosaurs all in one in, in one venue. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. Do you have like a Scooby Doo idea or something? Oh, uh, like who should like it? Yeah, because like, uh, I know you because you love you love Scooby Doo. I know you have an opinion about this because it's yeah. been the, the the attempts to make the show look different. Mm-hmm. I think are, are kind of interesting experiments, and right, and, you know, not many of them last too long. Yeah, like people really liked what was the last one where where it looked like Family Guy. <laughs> Oh, what was that, that was, one? Um, was that Be Cool Scooby Doo? No, I feel like that was earlier one. Was that the Kids WB one that I'm thinking about? Was Maybe that it was. Be- Maybe it was Be Cool. I can't remember. Scooby Scooby's Eternal. There's been so many iterations. But yeah, whatever the most recent one was, where they looked like Family Guy characters. Like I wasn't too into that one. Like I was kind of put off from the style, where I was like, yeah, it's just a little too far for me. But I hear it was good story-wise. I hear, like, character-wise, it was good. I just never was able to get into it. So that was an example of the style being a little too far, a little off for me. Um, that was that was Be Cool, Scooby-Doo. That was Be Cool, yeah. okay. What was the old Kids WB one, then? 
with like the ska like <laughs> like theme song. Yeah, and that I mean, but that's the other one I'm thinking about too. That was another like kind of like radical radical change. Right. Where they look different and Yeah. And and I could picture it. It's the it's the one that I never commit to memory. Yeah. Like what it's actually called. Shaggy and Scooby Doo get a clue. That's yeah, it. Okay, yeah. that's that one. Yeah. Those didn't do it for me. Mm. Um we love Mysteries Incorporated, obviously. We've talked about it a ton, and yeah. that style is great. So like that's where it got kind of darker, it got moodier with the rim lighting and like the the color cues and everything. Yeah. A little more angular too. Like traditional yeah. look. Like they didn't they didn't they didn't change the style of them at all. Mm-hmm. But they just sort of like kind of like redrew it a little more angular and and right. contrasted with with Scooby Doo and Guess Who, which is another like really really beautiful looking one, I think. But that one yeah. was a lot more traditional looking. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that for sure is. Throwing back to the old Scooby movies with guest stars. They tried to keep it a little simpler, I think, for that one. So, so far, like, Mystery Incorporated might be the most kind of daring, I'd say. Because I think I, even though, like, the the Be Cool, I feel like, was a safer choice at the time. Right. Than Mystery Incorporated was at its time. Because I remember, like, the first time I saw Mystery Incorporated, and I was like, what is going on here? Like, why does this look so good? Right. <laughs> like, why does this look amazing? Uh, I'm trying to think of, like, like a style that might be fun again, just temporarily, or for, like, one of the movies, because they make, what, like, three movies a year? Right. I want to see, like, Scooby and Hellboy in Mike Mignola's <laughs> style. <laughs> Okay. Which would be like it's like the Mystery Incorporated style of moodiness, but like taking it even further <laughs> to like yeah, like a more stylized moodiness. That'd be cool. <laughs> like um, what was the Magnola like? I'm, I'm I'm not thinking about the Hellboy animated movies, which are good. They are good. Right. The like Amazing Screw on Head. Um, yeah, was that's based what I'm thinking. Amazing yeah. Screw on Head. <laughs> right which yeah. i think might have also been uh, it was either connected to robert valley or tip mouse animation i'm trying i can't no, remember I didn't know that one of them has a connection to it yeah that was that was a cool look for, for, for listeners who have no idea what we're talking about right it was a magnolia was it, a, it was a magnolia comic that got like a like a like a pilot made for like sci-fi channel yeah 20 years ago or something yeah. but it looked really good yeah. Yeah. Like Scooby Doo in, in Amazing Screw on Head style. I would watch that for a movie. <laughs> yeah. That's the good thing about Scooby Doo, because like you know there's another version coming right behind it. So like so right. I mean you could play with it a little bit more. I was I put it in, in, in our group text because it floored me, but I'd be remiss if I didn't if I didn't say it. So my son's a big Scooby Doo fan and I was cooking one day and I saw that one of the movies was on and I put it on and it was it was Scooby Doo meets Kiss. <laughs> right and and it was the end of it and we were just catching it and there's this like this this sequence at the end that is like the most jack kirby homage thing i've ever seen in my life it's like a 70s blacklight oh poster my God. sequence it is i mean but with kirby dots everywhere and like and and like entities that are like just heads like flying every like it is crazy and i'm like this is the most kirby thing i've seen more than things that that were actually meant to be a homage to him, <laughs> right? Like characters of his, things he created. I'm like, and here we are watching the Scooby Doo movie, 
with Kiss of all things, and I'm just like, right. this has got Kirby all over it. It's crazy. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet either, by the way. I do need to watch that movie. So uh, my last one, and I'm saving this one for last. So okay. it's, it's Batman. Okay. I got to save Batman for last. Right. Um, so this is the style I want for this one. Uh, I want a Batman cartoon that looks like Symbionic Titan. Okay. Right? That uh, Paul Rudish uh, design aesthetic with with um, Kevin Dart and Joseph Holt backgrounds and stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, like it is Symbiotic Titan was like one of my favorite cartoons of all time, and really, really a shame that it only went like twenty episodes. Um, and I know you saw it because you you because we watch it at my house. <laughs> <laughs> right, it was a Friday week. night event. <laughs> yeah, but what I like about that style is is one, I think it's kind of a style that would come from left field that I think people wouldn't expect with a Batman show. Right. And, and that's kind of Batman, the animated series too. Also, where I think that that was a look when we, when that first saw commercials for it, we're like, Whoa, what is that? That looks, mm-hmm. that looks weird. <laughs> right. That looks so different. <laughs> right. And so I think that'd be kind of cool that you can kind of surprise people in that sense. But the thing with that symbiotic Titan style was it was, Took to action really, really well, I thought, right? Like, like it animates so beautifully, but at the same time, also, like, it, it forgave um, exaggeration really well, mm-hmm. too, right? right? So, like, you could have, in this instance, like, a super stylized Batman with, like, a flexible cape in size, right? Where, like, the cape can be as long for booty shots and as short as you need it to be in it and the style kind of forgives stuff like that. Right. But you can have him fight like a killer croc. That's like a monster, right? <laughs> With like hugely exaggerated proportions and size. Right. Like a and, near Kaiju killer yeah. croc. <laughs> but have him also still look like a man that he's fighting right. him like in a hallway. Yeah. Right. And that's sort of like, because you, you would see that in Symbionic Titan with like the jocks sometimes where like the jocks look like they would be eight feet tall. <laughs> right, right? Yeah, in yeah. some things, yeah. in some cases, I stunned you. No, I mean I wasn't <laughs> expecting that one. I'm okay. picturing it though. I'm picturing it. Yeah, I mean it would be fun because like it's kind of like like Samurai Jack's done that too, where it's just like the perspective changes to whatever it needs to be to to feel the mood for a scene, and mm-hmm. that and you can do that. Like Symbionic Titan can do that despite still being an action show was really cool and it got like i mean that style still worked for mood because there's some like scary creepy episodes of symbionic titan like two in a row kind of yeah the one out in the woods with the monster in the woods and then the one like the high school invasion one which is kind of like both around halloween time i think that year yeah halloween uh, invasion episode is so good yeah it's so good no, that would be cool. Like, yeah. I'd love to see. I'd love to see their Gotham kind of in 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 that world. Yeah, I, I want Kevin Dart and Joseph Holt to do Gotham so bad. And yeah. and I guess maybe an added layer to put on this is is you brought it up that that Mystery Incorporated color scripting on mm. it, sort of like their sense of lighting and mood. Yeah, like all of that together, I think. Oh, it'd be such a cool Batman show. I think. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. All right, so that's it for Animation Creator Wishlist. Uh, if you like the show, you can check out all of our episodes on LetMeKnowHowItIs.com. Just please, however you find us, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. As always, we'll post links and examples to everything we talk about on LetMeKnowHowItIs.com. Please remember to like us and follow us on social media. 
Finally, if you want to suggest a topic, let us know in the comments uh, on uh, whatever Twitter is called now, handle LMKHII, or email us at info at letmenowhowitis.com. All right, we will see you in two weeks.